Hey Star Wars fans, if you're looking to take a Disney Star Wars vacation, we highly recommend using the Jedi Master, Michelle McKnight. She is an independent travel agent with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. Her services are completely free and you can email her directly at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to our special. Welcome to a very special Rope Drop Radio. It is our favorite episode of the year. That's right. I'm Derek Sassman. Of course, I have the Jedi Master, Dr. Doug, with us right now. And Doug, this is it. It's our yearly special, Star Wars, all about it. And I am excited. It's finally here, Derek. We've counted it down. Like, we anticipate this for a year. And what's great about this episode is we record it in two parts. If you didn't listen to last year's episode where we did talk about Rogue One, in fact, it is one of our most downloaded episodes of all time, so please check it out if you haven't. But we are 24 hours away from seeing the movie, so we're recording this episode in two parts. That way, this first part is spoiler-free, and all we're going to do is talk about what's coming to the parks, cruises, and everything Star Wars happening in Disney And then we're going to hit hyperspace and move into after tomorrow when we see the movie. And then, uh, of course, release it probably a day after that. But that way, we're keeping the first chunk of this episode completely spoiler-free. But if you are looking to just hear our movie review, it will be about the last 10 minutes of this podcast. Yeah, so uh, light speed on ahead. But you want to learn what's coming to the parks. That's true, because if you were listening to this, you must be a Star Wars fan, and who isn't, really? And, I mean, there's a lot of great people. things. There's yeah, there, people. There are it's a few sad, people. Sad people. Uh, people yeah. that, I guess, just don't know. The Force is not strong with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's great is, you know, Disney acquired Star Wars a few years back, and everyone, a lot of speculation. You kind of knew stuff was going to be coming to the parks. You knew there were going to be some movies coming out, but really... Disney hit the gas pedal, making $2 billion off of The Force Awakens two years ago. Rogue One was a huge success. Now we have, uh, we're have 24 hours away from The Last Jedi. And, of course, all the stuff that will be going into the parks and already on the cruises and, of course, run Disney. It's really taken over the whole Disney experience. Yeah, so let's dive in, Derek. Absolutely. Where do we start? Well, let's start with the question we get the most, and that's always within the parks. They have been doing a lot of construction. I know you were down there a few weeks ago, and you could see a little bit, but Mm -hmm. uh, let's first talk about the speculation of the opening date, because I think I hear that question almost once a week from friends and colleagues and people that email us. So when are they looking? And and you got to realize it's at both Disneyland and Disney World in the studios. Yeah, so... Galaxy's Edge, a Star Wars experience. Um, it's at Hollywood Studios. We're looking at late 2019, possibly. I'm really hoping it would be magical, wonderful if it opened around Memorial Day, maybe even 4th of July. But it doesn't sound like that's the case. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen, Derek. What What was the latest date you were thinking? I've heard October multiple times, yeah. which... Uh... I mean, that's my that birthday, date. and we were already sooner, planning a trip. But, I, yeah, I want the sooner because we want to go again. Uh, we could do a rope drop trip if it's in the summer. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I think it could end up being early fall. But, man, they the marketing people really pushed the gas pedal down on Pandora. And you know what? It got open, and it did, it did all right. And those first few months were rough, but it was there. It was running. Uh, that might happen with Star Wars. They may need 
the uh, you know the hotel side of the parks may push the construction imagineering side like hey you got to get this done we got to fill rooms because i already know of people that are waiting to take their trip to disney till after star wars is open so that's not till 2019 that's a ways down the road you got to get it done so let's hope that's the case yes money always wins and so they mm-hmm. might be throwing some duct tape and glue in the last couple of days yeah hopefully hopefully it's sooner than october 2019 but it does sound like disneyland is a little bit better shape right now they're a little mm-hmm. bit further along had a sounds like they had a little bit easier time with some of the permits and some of the things out there uh, for that side of it not some of the parking garage stuff but yeah uh star wars is going well out in california and they're going to open a little bit earlier it sounds like yeah it's- looks and sounds like they're about two to three months ahead of florida right now however like you said the parking garage issues they're having some road construction Mm -hmm. around there to try to handle the new crowds that will be coming in for this this is the basic biggest expansion ever to disneyland park out there they're not really sure how the crowds are going to work because they got to get through a lot of small passageways just to get to the galaxy's edge so it'll be interesting and a lot of parking issues so they got rid of some parking lots to build parking garages they announced a new resort right in the middle of it so disneyland's going to be kind of a mess right up until that opens in my opinion but hopefully we'll get done everything will be new and shiny all at once yeah it sounds like about each park is getting roughly 14 acres which is yeah. pretty good size for a, a few attractions. And uh, I have heard they have they have room to grow. So they yeah. at least, uh, which I don't understand because it's, they, they know it's going to be they pretty know they big. Need it. They just should have just started in the books right now. I guess they mm-hmm. want to make some money and, and, you know, get it going late, but just get that thing open. That's right. Or maybe they have something really cool for episode nine. Uh, or yeah. they have a poor ride they want to get going and they want to see. Hey, the poor ride is where it's at. As long yep, as there's a poor absolutely. ride, Claire uh, will be thrilled. Yeah, those things are everywhere. I've been taking pictures of them and randomly sending them to you because yes, thank it you. is definitely a marketing tool like BB-8. So let's hope uh, they're as cute and as fun. It is the Ewok of the new trilogy. But not the third movie. No. It's the Empire no, We got it sooner. We got the marketing sooner. So... How about we dive into what is actually going to be in Galaxy's Edge? And right now it looks like there's two attractions, two restaurants, and a shopping district. Um, what's the first attraction you want to talk about, Derek? Uh, let's go with uh, Han Solo here, the Millennium Falcon ride. Because it is yeah. ha- the coolest thing about this is it's got a scale replica of the Falcon. And then you kind of get to go through it and back into that mountain for a really immersive ride, and, and there are some blueprints online. They look yeah. really interesting, kind of a mini Star Tours type experience. Yeah, mini is the key word, and so they're going to, the kind of the blueprint type stuff, it looks like you go into a little pod that's supposed to replicate just the cockpit, and it's only six people per pod, and the thing that they're saying is that you're going to be, you're not going to see other people coming yep. in or out of this pod, you, so it feels like you're the only people experiencing the interaction at one time. Where like Star Tours, it's a whole room full of people. And when you get on, you see people get off. And when you get off, people are coming right behind you to get on. Where this is supposed to be so immersive that you go into your pod, you're the only one sitting there looking forward at the screen. And everybody has their own jobs to do. Mission Space has something where you have to flip some levers, push some buttons for your job. But 
if you don't do it, it doesn't affect the ride at all in Mission Space, right? It's just all scripted, beep, beep, flip, flip, and you're done. Here, though, it sounds like what you do will affect your experience. Makes it a different ride every time, and that's what I love. Got a lot of repeat value. Definitely one you want to yeah. rope drop and get a fast pass for. So when my son screws up his job, I can yell at him, I think. Like, because if we crash because of him, I'm totally going to be on him about that. What kind of co-pilot is he? Yeah, I wonder right? what else they're going to do. I mean, they're going to pilot, co-pilot, maybe a gunner. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, somebody's got to be shooting something, right? I mean, who knows? There's six six seats, so six jobs. So we'll see. Someone's we'll got to be I'm the excited. droid giving uh, stats. Yeah, yeah, and telling the odds. Like, yeah, and then somebody gets to yell, no, don't ever tell me the odds. It's uh, a that trap. That's my yeah. job. Uh, All right. But no, that ride looks amazing, and I'm really excited, especially after seeing what they've done with Pandora, kind of that immersive technology. It's going to be really, really awesome. I, I can't yeah. wait. I will be there as soon as possible. Let's move on to the other attraction, which is on the other side. Now you're moving into kind of a foresty area. And yeah. it's more, uh, it's now with the um, First Order. The battle escape. So you get into like a little troop transport type vehicle and you have a droid that's navigating you through this escape. This ride is supposed to have the most animatronics of any ride they've ever built. Double the amount of animatronics you see in Pirates of the Caribbean. So let that sink in. Animatronic heavy. There was some patents filed about six months or so ago about how an animatronic won't start its script until everybody's seated. It can sense that sort of stuff, um, and it will make eye contact and smile for cameras. I don't know how it's going to sense everybody's camera on their phone, but that sort of thing is technology that we might see in this uh, ride or attraction. Um, who knows? It may be the smiling eye thing, maybe in the queue. There's supposed to be a lot of interactive stuff in these queues. So we'll see where it comes into play. But uh, you get to escape the Empire. I mean, not the Empire, the First Order. First Order. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering how fast. I've kind of heard mixed things. If it's going to be slower like Pirate's Boat yeah. or is it going to be a little bit faster uh, ride with it? I've kind of heard both sides, so I'm really interested to see if it's going to be geared more towards little or kids or are they going to kind of try and get that tween audience as well? I Yeah, or... Or maybe somewhere between the two and go like more like Indiana Jones. Like mm -hmm. a little bit rough, but still not a roller coaster. But like speed-wise, um, I have heard it's seven minutes long. Yep, ball. I've heard that. So that would lead me to think that it's a little slower. Um, I was really happy to hear the seven minutes, though, so that we didn't get another Navi River Journey ride. Where you wait in line and then you have two minutes of, okay, it's Pandora, 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 big animatronic. One animatronic song. and done. And you're, yeah. oh, that's it? That's that's it. Super amazing animatronic, but maybe put her about a minute and a half earlier in the attraction. I don't know. but So the seven minutes, I was very happy to hear that. Because if they put a two-minute attraction into Star Wars... They're just... Disney Imagineers are learning. That's what that means. They know their fan base. They want more. And uh, hopefully it's got a good ride capacity. Yeah, I also heard it's about half of Pirates. So Ooh, that's not yeah, great. Yeah, it's not, not that amazing. And I can't imagine the Millennium Falcon one being very amazing. It's probably similar to Flight of Passage. 
So you're looking at two medium level ride capacities. They're not uh, Peter Pan level. They'll, so or they'll have four hour waits though. Yeah. 20, you know, yeah. 24 so hours, seven basically. Plan the a day open. is waiting in the lines there, but it will still be worth it. It'd be amazing. They'll make the queue amazing. And then there's two restaurants planned. One is going to be a quick service and then one sit down. The sit down will be the cantina. That's mm-hmm. been confirmed. Yep. Weren't really sure what we'd get cantina wise. So that will be a sit down, which also means there should be a lounge where you can just go into the bar part of the cantina because all of the restaurants that are sit down typically have a lounge portion, especially Hollywood studios. So that's exciting. And then it's good to know they added a counter service element as well. Since Toy Story got neither right next door, Star Wars is going to need to feed a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to want to eat at Star Wars. So yeah, you know, what's going to be really busy pizza Rizzo. That place is huge. Right now it sits empty most of the day. But when people can't get a table in Star Wars, it's the closest thing to go eat at. Well, and it's kind of in between Star Tours and Star Wars Land. So people will get their pizza Rizzo on the way in. Yeah. So we should probably talk about what's already in the park right now. If you go tomorrow, what can you do to fulfill your Star Wars fix, Derek? Well, that is Star Tours right now. And it just got really kind of updated. Yeah. Got a Two new, new scenes. Yeah, new scene from uh, Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. And then they also got the new scene where it lands and you're landing uh, on the planet in which the Star Wars land is. Do you know the planet's name? Yes. Yeah, so you land in Batu. Batu. B-A-T-U-U. Batu. That is where Galaxy Edge is set. So one scene, you end the ride at Galaxy Edge, which makes you think you walk out of the attraction and you should be Which in makes sense, but Galaxy no, you got to go but, through the courtyard yeah, and see all Muppets. the Muppets. Yeah. Um, and then the other scene is Crate. Um, that's the planet that you've seen in the previews with like the red dirt flying up around the at Which I really people. hope that's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. I, I got hope my so. hopes up. Hopefully it's not just, you know, trailer fodder and they barely show it, but. Yeah, so those are the two new things. The other tweak they made is that right now they mix all the scenes together. They were doing that. So you might see Darth Vader and you might see Finn in the same ride on Star Tours. That will no longer happen. Time travel is one thing that has not happened in Star Wars. So they took the time travel element out of Star Tours. So if you see... Darth Vader, you're going to see Leia likely and the other characters around that same era. That's good. It, it took me fit. out of it. The time travel yeah. thing really took me out of it this last yeah, time. Yeah, so it's going to be more trilogy specific with the three different trilogies. Which gives, so. which gives a lot of ride endurance. You want to go back yeah. multiple times. Yeah. And especially if you get the same one twice, then you're like, oh, darn it, have to do it again. So the other big thing at Hollywood Studios is the launch bay where yep. you can currently meet Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, and BB-8. You can also watch a couple different films about the movie and see some really cool props and costumes. That That's pretty neat. See, and they had the Scarif, um, the Beach Troopers costumes. Those were, those were really cool to look at, something new for a Stormtrooper being in that sand battle type mm. of stuff. So that but was it, neat. But it does sound like that whole area is going to disappear once yeah. Star Wars Land opens up. Yeah, it would be silly to walk past uh, Disney Junior to meet Chewbacca when you have an entire 14 acres to, dedicated to Star Wars. You know, that's one detail we don't know is meet and greet locations. 
But there's enough building space there mm-hmm. that I think there's going to be plenty of dedicated meet and greet and, space. And one, pe- a couple things that people have wondered is why is there only two attractions? And it sounds like they're making a lot of room for extra meet and greets. They want to go yeah. really heavy. All your characters. There's there's where time travel is going to happen, Doug, because mm-hmm. you know there'll be Darth Vader and Kylo and some. You know everyone's going to be there. Yoda and they'll go really heavy on meeting characters. Yeah. Well. You know, on the oh Jedi training right now, they kind of have a time try uh, time they, travel element in there right now because they have uh, the Inquisitor. Ky- they had Kylo Ren in there for a while. Yeah, the Inquisitor and Kylo Ren in the same show. It's like, no, that's not good. And they tried to brush it off as, oh, you're having a Force vision of Kylo Ren. Like your your Padawans you changed trained for five minutes are envisioning the future. Okay, whatever Disney. But they did finally fix that little hiccup. But uh, that will be interesting. I'll see how they incorporate Star Wars Rebels into the new land since that is a Disney all the way through and through. And the kids currently are kind of growing up on that. So. Yeah, but it's, it's in its last season. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Half the season left to go here, Derek. I'm on pins and needles. I'm I'm a few episodes behind. I'll have to catch up here pretty quick. All right. Um, so so. Uh, let's talk about some other things uh, that you can do Star Wars related before we get into our review. Uh, we've kind of mentioned the parks. Now, what about yep. the cruises? So the cruise line has Star Wars Day at Sea on select sailings on the Disney Fantasy, which you usually have done. in the spring. I, the very we did first the one. inaugural sailing, which meant. It was a little rough, um, seas and um, show value, but they fixed a lot of things from when we did it. They uh, they didn't take all my suggestions, Derek, but they took some of them. I like to think I was part of that change, but uh, it's fun. It gives you one whole day of solely Star Wars, uh, a lot of characters to meet now, um, a lot of different things, Jedi training going on, special menus. No blue milk though. Special menus, but no blue milk. If I'm milk, paying that so. kind of money, I expect I want, some blue milk. That's basically what Alton said, and I reminded him he paid nothing. But uh, yeah, so Star Wars Day at Sea, it's fun. A uh, lot. The one of the best part was just meeting other people. They're all Star Wars fans on the ship, um, and the people that are on the ship that are not Star Wars fans, you kind of wonder, did did you read read about the cruise you booked? Did you did you get the memo? But there's plenty of those people too. And then um, beyond the sea, go back to land and do Run Disney. Run Disney has a Star Wars event. They had two. They had a, all that construction we talked about at Disneyland kind of cut Run Disney from California for a while. So we won't see any Run Disney, I think, until after Star Wars Land is open again. And maybe not till after Marvel Land, which isn't even announced, is open so we'll see if races ever come back to the West Coast. But you have uh, Star Wars The Dark Side half marathon weekend in the month of April. Michelle and I did that this year. It was a lot of fun. A lot of characters run through one forest where they like reenact the Ewok indoor battle. It was actually kind of frightening in the dark, I'm going to be honest. I was a little, a little worried I was going to get blasted. I would have missed you. But talk about yeah, a really cool experience. Talk about a great thing in your obituary. They died in the Battle of Endor. I mean, yeah. What, what better that? way to go? I, I might have had a heart attack. Actually, it would be like of a heart attack. <laughs> 
And the final thing we haven't mentioned yet, a lot of speculation, they have announced, but not much more, is the Star Wars Hotel coming to uh, Walt Disney World somewhere, though most people know kind of the area by the studios it will be. But it's Disney's first 100% fully immersive hotel resort. Really expensive, Doug. What do you think about that? It's be kind of like a cruise ship where you're like totally immersed on that cruise. But if that cruise pretended it was sailing through space, I think that's kind of what it would be like. So it sounds really awesome. I'll be honest, when it opens, I'll be checking the prices. And we will be as well. I know my wife and I have talked that that is going to be an anniversary trip, 10, 11, 12 years, somewhere in there in our anniversary scheme. But that is a must-do, and I'm sure it will be crazy expensive, but definitely worth the price. All right, I think I'm ready for the Yeah, I'm ready for the movies. All right, well, that is it for the non-spoiler side and all that Disney has to offer for Star Wars, and we will continue to update you with everything new, all the rumors, all the gossip. But until then, Doug, let's punch it into hyperspace and let's go see the movie. And we're back. Doug, you and I just went and saw the movie. Really excited now to talk about it. Uh, I guess this is the part of the show where we say spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers. There, you've been warned. Uh, It's a trap. It's a trap. Doug, you went uh, and saw it last night, as I did for the midnight showing. This podcast isn't coming out till Monday. Hopefully, you've had enough time to you know see the movie, and you can dive in and discuss with us more on social media. But let's talk about it because Luke in the trailer says this is not going to go the way you think, and I think that quote sums up the whole movie perfectly. Yeah, it's not exactly what you expected. A lot of theories were. Totally wrong, which is always fun. Uh, it was really fun movie to watch. A lot of different things. A lot of things I really liked. Some things I kind of went like eh about, and some things are just oh, okay. That's different. So we'll uh, let's dive into let's it. Let's dive in. I enjoyed it quite a bit too. Yeah, same thing. There's some likes and dislikes, but let's start with the good, the things that we loved. Doug, what is something off the bat that you really loved about the movie? Well, I won't start with like my favorite scene or anything like that, but I'll keep it a little general. I liked that they developed the new main characters significantly in this film. They uh, spent a lot more time with Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo Ren, and Hux. They didn't spend too much time on the old guard. We didn't develop a lot about Leia. We didn't learn a lot about what everybody had been up to for 30 years. It was character development for the new generation. They introduced some new characters, one that I think could be big down the road in Rose. And it was a lot of fun to see that develop and the relationship between them, in particular, Ray and Kylo Ren, their relationship and how that developed. That was kind of kind of confusing, but cool all at the same time. I really liked that. Coming off that, my actually number one thing that I liked was the acting. I felt like Everyone stepped up the bar. I know uh, in The Force Awakens, I didn't like Adam Driver's performance as Kylo Ren. But in this movie, he turned it up a notch, and I loved Mm -hmm. it. I felt the broken character, uh, you know, the part where he's thinking about blowing up his own mom and all sorts of crazy uh, thoughts he has with uh, Ray and, I mean, the whole them touching hands, kind of bonding in a way, one being the light and the dark and not. Across the galaxy from each other. But you could feel it. You could feel it, and I feel like both 
him and Daisy Ridley just really stepped up the game. Uh, it didn't feel forced at all. It felt very natural, and I very much appreciate that. Yeah, so that was the big thing. And you mentioned Kylo Ren not blowing up his mother. And then the TIE fighters, you know, on his flanks there, they did. And uh, you could tell he was torn. They're still good in him. They're mm-hmm. still good. We saw that from the beginning. And then let's talk about Leia getting blown up. The bridge the bridge goes away. Admiral Akbar is dead. Rest um, in peace. That was, yeah. So One of my favorite characters of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, what... We they never retouched one of the. We go from things we like to this kind of. Leia all of a sudden has the force strong enough that she pulls herself back into the ship from outer space, but she never does anything else with the force again. That was one of my dislikes on my what? list. Yeah, I, I did not like Superman Leia. It threw me off guard out of the movie. She doesn't know anything. The force really. I, it just. She, I felt they like never they, talk all, about it. all they need to do is blow up the bridge and yeah, Akbar dies and she gets put into a coma, you know, blasted through a door or something yeah. could have been done. I felt like a lot better that that scene needed just a little bit of retooling. The only way, like maybe in the movie mentioned, like she needs to talk to Ray towards the end of the film and say, I will complete your training. Something like that. So that we realize, like, Oh yeah, Leia actually is a Jedi. What? I mean, they did one thing with the Force and nothing else. So moving on to other things. Actually, I'm going to finish with my other thing with Leia. Okay. Oh. I really wish that she was the one. Now, hindsight 2020, we didn't know Carrie Fisher was going to pass. But I kind of wish she was the one that jumped a, a light speed and destroyed oh, yeah. uh, a bunch of the darks or the First Order. Yeah, she should have been sure. the sacrifice. I I think with uh, spoilers, Luke passing, you know, the mm-hmm. twin passing, I think would have uh, rounded out that whole storyline. Yeah, Luke became one with the Force and uh, just vanished. Where, yeah, Leia should have been the one to take the ship, jump into light speed, and take out that gigantic seven-kilometer ship that the First Order has. The sound, by the way, during that whole scene oh. was phenomenal. The, yeah. the sound, I, I didn't even write that down, but the sound mixing, I hope they win an Academy Award for because it was They should. Top. You have to see this movie in theaters. So we we saw it with Atmos surround sound. That's where you got the speakers on the ceiling and everything. And uh, the scene with Ray when she goes down into that cave and then there's all the mirrors or glass that she's looking through and she hears her name whispered. Honest to God, I almost turned around and looked behind me because awesome. it sounded like it came from the back right corner of the like, like, huh? And then it came from a different way. The sound mixing was phenomenal on the Atmos. Some movies don't put that much effort into utilizing the Atmos round sound. I will say that Star Wars and Marvel always do. And so that was really appreciated. Um, so, yeah, we got on a tangent on our first first thing there, it's all right uh let's yeah. keep going through some of the likes uh the big thing was luke skywalker he uh didn't have any dialogue in the first one now we come back and the first scene with him he gets that lightsaber and just chucks it behind him complete yeah like, everyone's yep. wondering for two years what is he going to do when he meets ray and uh, i think it was a complete divergent of what i thought the character was going to be like in this film so i wasn't sure what he'd be i didn't really have hopes one way or the other so i was it's almost like he was like yoda when he met yoda that first time you know Mm -hmm. reluctant like man not gonna do this and except even more he they could have developed luke being a little more like he was i don't know they developed it pretty good but he's a failed master right a failed teacher so 
Well, I think a lot of people would have liked to see him redeem himself by teaching Ray. Instead, he just kind of puts her off and puts her off, and then she finds answers from Kylo Ren, which is another great way to not teach well, you know? Kids are going to look for the answers. Well, he failed He failed at teaching with Kylo, and you could see that tornness mm-hmm. with him in the movie. And I've got to say, okay. Mark Hamill deserves at he least an Academy Award nomination because I think he went above and beyond uh, with his scenes, and especially like uh, the comic uh, relief, you know, where reach out and he uses the uh, the blade this, of grass yeah. and slaps her. You know, stuff like that was great. Um, and uh, definitely the big part is this whole scene at the end being a false oh, yeah. illusion. I didn't see that coming, actually. Yeah. Uh, No, after he got blasted by everything and he's still just standing there and he's not dirty or anything, you're still like... I didn't realize those... Jedi wizardy. Yeah, he's just sitting back on his rock meditating back on the other planet. And I I feel like he used so much of the Force right there. That's what kind of helped push him over the end Well, to be one with the Force. Kylo Ren was trying to figure out how he could see Rey the first time, and he said... Well, you couldn't be projecting yourself here. That would kill you. It takes so much focus to project your body Mm -hmm. through the force that Kylo Ren mentioned it would have killed Rey earlier in the movie. So basically Luke does that, and then it does actually kill him. So, And I'm glad he got that scene with Leia. Change your Mm -hmm. hair. It was very cute, and at least they had one more time together. Even though he wasn't really there. He wasn't really there, but... Uh, rest in peace, Luke Skywalker. I'm sure he'll be in Episode Nine as a Force Ghost. I hope so. He should. He should be a Force Ghost for sure. Try to actually train. Speaking of Force right. Ghosts, we got Yoda. Yeah. Big surprise. I didn't see that coming. <sighs> and the best part was it was Yoda puppet, not yeah, no it was, CGI. Well, it was like, was he a puppet or was he just bad CGI puppetry? I no, I, I'm pretty tell. sure he was a puppet. It was. It looked puppety. Yeah, it was. It was not very clear whether he was a bad CGI or an ugly puppet, but there he was. He decided he was going to burn down the tree. But little did they know, Ray had already stolen the books out of the tree. Yep, and if you did, if you blinked, you would have missed it. On board of the Millennium Falcon, Finn sees it for a second. Uh, yep. But I really did like having Yoda in. I almost thought Obi Wan was going to have a cameo somewhere. Yeah, in there. that's uh, hopefully we get Alec Guinness or you know. Um, you and McGregor. I think that's you know a little confusing there. So, but it was great to see Yoda again, and yeah. I really enjoyed that scene. I know some people didn't. I did. Yeah, it was good. Um, let's see other things. I something I really liked. So Ray goes gonna convince uh, Kylo Ren to turn to the light, right? And he mm-hmm. slaps the handcuffs on her, takes her to Snoke. Well, then he you know looks like he's turning to the light, but he turns on Snoke, right? Yep. Kill Snoke. That was awesome. And awesome, then the, except I'm still mad. I don't know who Snoke is. It doesn't matter. It who matters cares who to Snoke me. Is. I wanted. I, I spent two years speculating on in, who he is. In another now I month, have no idea. There will be in a another book month. There will be a book announced. Oh, it's gonna be, be Snoke. Fresh. We're gonna get all his backstory. It's probably already halfway written, and you'll get it in about six months. Okay. Don't worry. You'll get your I'll Snoke get my... backstory now. You want enough if he's still alive, but. The scene where he kills him with that lightsaber sitting next to him, you know, as he's reading his mind that he's going to strike down his opponent. Little did he know he was the opponent, right? He's saying exactly what Kylo was thinking, but not realizing he was talking about himself and not Rey. And then the 
the, the battle scene with the guards. guards. Oh, that was just ridiculous. What I loved about that is that I felt like the lightsaber battling in the prequels was too twirly and staged. And then in the original trilogy, it yeah, looked like bad. they didn't know what they were doing. It'd be so like I've, if we had a lightsaber fight and filmed it, Derek. That's I don't know. I, I have some, I've experienced. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I have a little bit of experience. So I've seen a, we like, might do better than uh, that initial yeah. Darth Vader fight, right? Yes, the, with uh, Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader, yeah. where they're just like poking oh. at each other. But this one, I felt like was real, real gritty. How a <laughs> a sword fight would be in the old yeah. days, and so I really appreciated that. And I, I that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie is seeing them tag team fighting yeah. everyone, and then how Kylo uses Ray's quick zap to, in the forehead. Great! Oh, everyone that one cheered. was great. Yeah, and and then at, as soon as that battle's over. Ray thinks, oh, he's come to the light. No, nope. now he's, he's just, the true. He's leader. just the supreme leader. Yep. And uh, then they, you know, then that lightsaber explodes, knocks him out. She escapes, and uh, all the while is when the uh, command ship goes light speed right through the the uh, first order ship, and it's falling apart. And that's when you get the uh, Finn. And Phasma battle, which they is finally meet a up. dislike for me oh, on that yeah, one, huge. because Phasma O for two in the two goes movies. Out like a punk. It, I mean, just you build this character up through marketing and toys, barely any dialogue in the movies, and doesn't do anything. It's the new, the new Boba Fett. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why everybody loves him so much. He doesn't do anything. Phasma's right there. I mean. She never even takes her helmet off. You pay this actress ungodly amounts of money, mm-hmm. bring her in, Brianna and do Tarth this from role. Game of Thrones, like a great actress, and then you don't let her do anything. I saw her eye. Yeah, you see her eye. That's it. <sighs> yeah, that was one of the big disappointments. The whole Finn Rose storyline with them trying to shut down things—that was good. I like that. I liked it. I wish they would have retooled it a bit. I felt like the pacing and the runtime were a little bit off, and I feel like they could have tightened it up a little bit more. Yeah, and the scene in the casino was neat. You know, mm-hmm. they had to go somewhere new. I was hoping for a Lando, a Billy D. Williams cameo somewhere. Something like that. that I was been hoping. A great place. There's probably all kinds of cameos in the background that we haven't noticed yet. Yep. But um, that was kind of cool how Rose really shows Finn just how horrible the Empire is. He knows the Empire is horrible, but he never really had seen it from the kids that were enslaved, the kids that grew up under the, you know, mm-hmm. the heel of the Empire and the First Order. So you kind of get to see that side of it. And then they tie that back in with the very last scene, too. Which makes me wonder, and we can kind of go into what our predictions for Episode 9 will be, um, because... I think they're going to fast forward in this series. They went back to back and now I'm thinking they're going to go five, 10 years in the future, at least five to 10. And some of these kids are like rebuilding the rebellion. You know, I think Leia's uh, funeral will be the very first scene of the movie. I I think it's kind of have to be, I bet there's no CGI Tarkin Leia. uh, Disney hear me on that. I don't want that at all. I don't think we'll see that. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they even just say, um, you know, when Leia, like, keep referencing when she passed, like, yep. or sacrificed herself or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, Leia didn't sacrifice herself for us to do this, you know, like some heroic sort of thing that happened pre- just prior to the movie. They're not big into funerals in Star Wars, so. 
they like burn Padme, bodies. Padme and Darth Vader are about the only ones that have gotten uh, big send-offs. Flygon. So. Flygon got burned uh, beginning episode one, or at the end. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Couple, let's let's knock out a couple more real quick. Ray's parents, everyone speculated, and it ended up being nobody. I don't, two nobodies. I don't know that we know yet. I, I still want. I think my hopes were so much that it was Obi Wan, but no, I think I think they did that for a reason. I spent some time thinking about it because the Force will go on and it will continue, and I think that's alluding with that kid, that random kid who has Force powers. Uh, the Force finds a way, and so yep. and I, like Anakin came from nobody. Yep. Right. So why can't Rey come from nobody? It's it's very possible we don't know yet that Kylo Ren was just saying that to try to manipulate her into joining him at mm-hmm. that point in time. So um, another great thing was the Chewbacca and Ray and the Millennium Falcon coming in in that third scene, you know, final scene to help yep. win the day. That was awesome. Reference and then Kylo, to Han Solo everybody after up. that ship, you know, he sends all his yep. force after that one ship, which played right into the plan, mm-hmm. you know, help the resistance more than he knows. And, Porgs. We need to talk about Porgs. I was saving Derek. Porgs till the end, but oh, we can okay. we can My jump. Bad. Let's no, jump we, into Porgs. It's too low. No, Porgs are Porgs are great. Uh, I loved it. Uh, they're the right amount. You know, I've been texting you pictures, and you've been worried the, about the Porgs I have for been, months because I know it's been a marketing ploy. And whenever have you, you get, been awake at night worrying about, yeah, Porgs? I have been. Yeah. Like how are they going to be over CGI? Are they going to be over comic relief? And I feel like they're the right amount of cuteness and comic relief. And that one yelling with Chewbacca I, uh, and the and cooking, the cooking scene. Yeah, that's I, really their only scene. That, they're never that even helps. mentioned as porgs. They're just in the background. They're just there, yep. right? They live on that planet. They're just around. And we didn't need a whole lot about them. But the best scene was... Chewy cooking up a porg and a bunch of porgs standing there looking at him like sad, yeah. sad face porg. So, so now I want to buy a stuffed porg for my kids for Christmas. Good luck now. You waited a couple days too late. They're going to be gone, Derek. We'll see. They're going to be gone. I'm, no, come on. Disney's smarter than that. They got all the marketing tools out there. Uh, quick thing, another scene that I did like that threw me off guard was at the end when Ray and Poe met. And I was like, oh. I yeah, forgot that they had never, never met. met before. Uh, I mean, they could have um, right at the before the ending of mm-hmm. The Force Awakens because they all get back to the the base. But she like basically hopped well, on a ship on the and Falcon left and, and left right away. You know, although they had to take the map in and like the two droids had to put it together, so they very well could have met. But they're also in a time crunch of we need to evacuate. Mm-hmm. Because the first order is coming. Yep, a lot of great. And what did you think? I'm going to finish on this because this has kind of been the controversial thing is the humor. There's a lot of humor in this movie, a lot more than I thought. Uh, it, took me out of it a little bit, but what do you and think? It's all in the first act. Like, all the. There's a little bit that might be a bit campy or forced mm-hmm. that, yeah, we could have done without it. But the second two acts were so intense that there wasn't much humor in those. It wasn't. So I think they might have, like, oh, we don't have enough jokes in this. Well, here's one, and stick it there. So there was a few of those. But, like, Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder, that was – everything Luke did that was funny, I thought was fun. It was, like, grumpy old man Yoda type of humor. Get off my lawn, kid. You know, making Ray sleep outside, and that's – like, that was all fine. 
Um, there was a few lines, and uh, I was okay with it. It was almost forced. Yep. But nope, I agree. You know, it was the first time we've ever seen like a slow speed cruiser chase. Mm-hmm. Like that was just that was new for Star Wars. Um, the turning a ship into a weapon in light speed, not new. That's been in Rebels. I've heard a couple reviews of people saying that was new. Where did that come from? Well, they've done it in Star Wars Rebels. Which is a good show that you should be watching final yeah. season. So yeah. overall, scale to 1 to 10, where would you rank this? Well, it's almost like instead of just 1 to 10, because I'll put every Star Wars movie at a 10. It's almost like we have nine Star Wars standalone films now. It's almost on a scale of 1 to 9 now, Derek. Where you That's rank where it? it gets hard. Yeah, where you rank it. I'd probably I rank it. I'm about fourth fourth on the list i do like Probably. empire a little bit more i did really love a new hope it's better than all the prequels yeah yeah then and i love no... rogue one i'm crazy yeah i yeah better than prequels i really like the second half of attack of the clones combined with um revenge of the sith but you got to take out a lot of talk about the senate to really enjoy it and so they didn't do that there's too much senate yep so I would put it right about four or so. All right. It's up there. Sounds good. Well, I like it. It's it good. was good. I enjoyed it. And hopefully you enjoyed it as well. We want to interact with you on social media. We want to hear what you thought. Uh, no spoilers, though, but uh, definitely, it's definitely worth watching again, Doug. I need to go again yeah. to pick up on well, all the little things that I missed. I am going again tonight with Alden and a couple of his buddies. Oh, fun. All right. Well, I'll catch all those things. Yeah. Text me what I missed, all the Easter eggs, because I'm sure there's plenty. So awesome. Well, this has been our Star Wars special. Thank you so much for listening. And be sure to go on our social medias and like and subscribe to our podcast. But for Doug, the Jedi Master McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.